I'm Yuriana Casas. Welcome to the Hot Mess Mom. This is just a place where we can chill, catch up on all life things, recap our favorite Bravo shows, talk about the books we're reading, and anything really going on in pop culture. So grab your favorite beverage, whether it's coffee, some bubbly, or even water. Welcome to the Hot Mess Mom. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hot Mess Mom. I'm super excited to, I guess, relaunch my podcast, mostly because it was always a dream to be able to continue. I didn't continue it because I had gotten promoted and I didn't want to lose my job. This is this was always a safe space for me. Um, I guess, you know, I had to choose. Right. And so since I, you know, podcasting has been very therapeutic for me. It's helped me through like really hard times. And it still does, because if you head on over to Patreon, I'll link it in the episode description. I have continued. I actually continued podcasting even after I stopped like my public podcast, I kept going over there. Very few subscribers, but thank you for those of you who continued supporting me and like riding this roller coaster of life with me. So uh, again, it's, it's actually, if I'm not mistaken, patreon.com forward slash the hot mess mom. So uh, yeah, um, I continued recording and, um, I have vlogs there. I think there's over, oh, maybe like 60, 65 maybe um, videos, podcasts, like all these different things over there. So um, head on over. Support your girl. Um, Super happy to be back. Remember when I had a podcast? That was funny. Nah, but I'm super happy to be back. Excited. And I have nothing to lose. (laughs) I have nothing to lose. So uh, let's catch up. Life recap. So um, I have nothing to lose because I resigned recently from my position. And Friday, today is Tuesday. I'm recording this. Hoping to launch the end of the week, maybe I'm, I'm, I don't even know when I'm going to drop my episodes. I haven't even decided, but I have to uh, grab my subscription, my subscription, sorry, back from the platform that I utilized to distribute because it was just like an all in one type of thing. Spotify, Amazon podcast. I didn't even know they had it. iHeartRadio, I think it would go there too. I don't even remember. It would just go to all these different platforms for me and all of my basically like stats, like downloads, subscribers, everything was all in one platform. I could even see like who was tuning in where geographically. Right before I stopped podcasting publicly, I exploded and you know, it'd be great if I exploded again, but if not, it's totally okay. <laughs> but there were a lot of, a lot of um, listeners in the United Kingdom or Europe, I guess, on, on that side of the world. So it was really cool. Just, I don't know. It was just really cool. So uh, yeah, if you're listening on podcast or Spotify, I'm also recording video of my podcast and that's going to be posted specifically for the patreon members so if you like vodcasts if you like watching video of podcasts which i personally do but sometimes it's not everyone's cup of tea like when i first started listening to podcasts i would only listen on my commutes to work and back but then i started working from home and i just started watching on youtube or whatever right for whoever does video podcasts usually they're there 
mine would mine will be unlisted they're not going to be on my youtube youtube channel they're going to be on my patreon channel um page sorry so uh there's that and let's just see where this goes i'm i just honestly like i'm happy podcasting i love to do it and why not right like why not there's nothing to lose i don't have anything like you know i can't lose a job i don't have a job (laughs) this could be my job but we'll see i mean i don't know where it's gonna take me and we'll just go from there right so uh live recap again (laughs) i went on a tangent and then i came back friday was my last day it was very sad um don't really want to get into it but i must right so uh, during our staff meeting our you know leader of the staff meeting was basically he basically like gave a speech it was very emotional and then i thought about it because it was quote unquote said now that i'm being forced to do this we do have to say farewell to our ud right I'm like forced like I'm forced to I'm the one forced to resign like I don't know it kind of was very contradictory but I will say that I'm very happy like with the support that I received in leaving and the support I received because I had to make a decision and I chose my daughter you know what I mean if I would have stayed oh man y'all if I would have stayed I would have getting been getting paid crap last year if i'm not mistaken let's just put a number on it a hypothetical number let's say the pay last year was three thousand it wasn't it was less than that but let's say the pay was three thousand this school year it it was cut in half so i would have gotten is it fifteen hundred for the additional role that they were forcing me to take so they were forcing me to be a and if you follow me on instagram you know the story i posted it on there it's a highlight it's all saved there for you um they were forcing me to take on the role of a testing coordinator of a whole site so all state testing that would take place from the 23 24 school year including june including december It would all be there and I would be the one in charge of it, running the whole operation, being in charge of everyone and everything that happens. While I would love to and I I have always been interested in doing it, I can't. I'm a single mom. My daughter comes first over everything, right? So uh, pay was cut in half. My daughter comes first in everything. In the spring, there's five... Four straight weeks of, of testing for star testing, EOC, what, what have you. In being in charge of all that, I'd still have to take care of my normal responsibilities, like additionally. And then on the weekends, likely having to get ready for the upcoming week or finalizing anything I have to from the prior week. And I couldn't imagine trying to do that with my daughter home with me for those of you who have been here since the beginning my daughter is special needs she's autistic and uh i'm not gonna cry and you know we've come a long way i think when i first dropped this podcast it was in april of 2022 she had just started no was it 2022 i think so yeah she had just started therapy the prior september she just started school in january and it was when we also had just received the diagnosis of her being autistic from the behavioral specialist back then she didn't speak much she um only spoke about five words which were like basic stuff like cookies juice no I think that's it she didn't even say mom yet she didn't start saying mom till like maybe the beginning of the school year this year or over the summer 
and I feel like no, 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 no. We got the diagnosis this year in 2023. Whoa, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, why does this seem off? We got the diagnosis this year. Last year, when this podcast first launched, there was no diagnosis. We were just like, she was very behind. She was two. She had just turned two. And we didn't know. And so uh, she wasn't speaking at all. At all. She would do dances. Like if I sang wheels on the bus, she would do the movements. But she wasn't speaking. That's right. Oh my gosh. It's been that long. So. Uh, yeah. So she's special needs. She's come a long way. If you follow me on Instagram. My um, handle is at. Life with Yudiana C. If I'm not mistaken. L-I-F-E. With. Right. Life with Y-U-R-I. A-N-N-A. C. I think that's still my handle. I don't think I've changed it. <laughs> so I don't, I mean, I don't, whatever, right? So if you follow there, you'll, you'll see basically that a lot has changed since we were, we were first moving in here. I had launched my podcast back then. I had, um, I was on my pre-trial diversion contract from a DWI that I got in 2016, way over five years, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Now it's been seven years. And so I was barely taking care of it. Charge got dismissed. I finished within eight months. I think my contract was for a year, but I was able to knock everything out within eight months and put that behind me. Hopefully that doesn't like influence me getting hired anywhere. I don't even know what's going to happen. Anyway, so uh, back to, <laughs> I'm so horrible, back to uh, my resignation. I would have gotten crappy pay. I wouldn't see my daughter likely for, ah, I'm a single mom. So I'm on a single income and I cannot afford to uh, pay out of my own pocket for expenses for testing basically I would have to pay out of my own pocket and I'm a single mom I can't do that and wait to be reimbursed like no so uh, I was talking to one of my coworkers, and she said that she waited over four weeks to be reimbursed it's like that's a whole month. Imagine making all these expenses and not getting reimbursed until four weeks later. And then now you're late on all your bills. Can you imagine? I'm just like still like, I don't even know, like baffled. Is that even the right word that this would even like, why did they think this was a good decision? Obviously, like nobody's applying for it because the pay is like not worth it. For all the people who've done it before, they're not applying again. Pay is not worth it. Like, pay them more. You know what I mean? For the people who can do it, it's just so messed up. Anyway, so uh, goodbyes are hard. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I do have this little feeling because there's one task that I didn't get to fulfill. Like, I just fell so behind on and then I just left them with all that work. So I feel guilty about it, but it's kind of like I did what I could before I left. Like tried to leave them with as many resources as I can that I was able to. But yeah, so that's where we're at in life right now. I don't have a job. <laughs> I don't have a job and it feels weird. I do plan on, I was going to actually this morning. I do want to drive for Lyft and um, I think I can make an easy hundred bucks a week if I drive for Lyft. But this week, and I might even have to stop like all of like everything we're doing right now. If they come up 
or show up at my front door. They're doing these inspections this week. And y'all, they sent this long checklist of how to prepare for the inspection. So like making sure the stove is clean. Make Is my oven clean? I need to check. Making sure this one's dumb. (laughs) Just like talking shit. (laughs) Making sure that there's no dishes in the sink and no dishes in the dishwasher it's like dude i gotta live my life like ah like that that's just so annoying like make sure your fridge is clean make sure the bathtubs are clean like i felt like if it felt like a list for my mom like if i was a teenager and she left me a list of chores to do that's what it felt like but whatever right whatever so um they're doing inspections this week. They're doing them from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So I don't want to leave my apartment either. Like, I never like anybody coming over from the front office if I'm not home, which is also why I don't want to work anywhere in person anymore. This is my safe space. This is my, like, I just feel weird. And, like, I've worked hard for everything here, you know? past tense <laughs> like what do I gotta sell <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about that like what can I sell because what if like what if nothing comes up what if like I don't have enough like that's scary anyway so uh, I'm just gonna choose not to think negatively negatively right now yeah that's where we're at I tried applying for spark delivery with Walmart but like I got waitlisted. <laughs> I got waitlisted. That sucks. So uh, we're going to podcast instead and see what happens <laughs> and continue with the Patreon, of course. Anyway, last weekend, my parents came over on Sunday. It was so like, ev- like every time I get to spend time with my mom and my dad, like the way that it's so fulfilling, like my village like this is my squad you know what I mean and I love my parents so much we did also just find out that my grandma has about a year to two years left if anything she's her health is declining her heart is no longer her heart is what's declining and so uh, I asked my dad too because he said that they weren't going to tell her of her health issues. And I don't know how I feel about that. Although I I mean I understand. I understand their point of view for why not to tell her. They decided not to tell her because they don't want her to spend her last year the time that she has left thinking about being sad over it or thinking about it they want her to like continue in that joy of whatever she's feeling now you know and at the same time like when you're at that age like you know right like you know that you're not you don't have much time left right I feel like maybe but I don't know I don't know sound off in the comments if you're on Patreon what you think about that I'm interested to see you know should you tell someone that they have so much time to live but they're already at that age they should know Or should you just leave it and let them keep their joy? Sound off in the comments. So there's that. Really sad. Not news I was ready for. So anyway, they came over. My mom made enchiladas mexicanas with rice. For those of you who know her, rice is bomb. I'm going to eat that for lunch today. I have leftovers in my fridge. <laughs> and yeah. So uh, 
oh man like thinking about it now i haven't eaten all day all i've had is coffee this weekend was filled with cleaning for that dumb chuck checklist i got mostly everything done i mean we'll see I honestly just want them to come and I just want to get it over with. Like, I'm just sitting here waiting, you know. I had an interview yesterday. It was for, I'm not going to say the name of the district. Even though if you've reached out to me, I told you. (laughs) I'm not going to say the name of the district. But for those of you who are from home, where I am, the dist- Okay, if you're from home where I am, you know where I'm from, right? The district is our, what is it called? Rival? Like our rival in Texas high school football. So that tells you enough. If you're from where I'm from, you know where I had my interview. And y'all it was the best interview I've ever had like in a long time like I don't even feel like my interview with my prior job went that well to where when I hung up I felt so good when I got back in my car I was like dang girl like you did that (laughs) I did that but anyway so (laughs) so funny um, they asked questions like, name a time when you executed a lesson plan effectively or like the year the outcome was so good or whatever, what happened? And I answered, like, I was like, when I taught CVC short vowels, like when you teach that moment of blending two letters, like that's that's when it's been the most successful for me because you're teaching, you're teaching a child how to read. Like you, that's forever. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be using that forever. And so like I'm using it right now and I'm podcasting. <laughs> anyway, they asked like, what, what are my views on technology in the classroom or something like that? And I was like, love love using technology in the classroom i was a virtual educator before i love using that tech programs who you know i like to gamify learning children learn best when they're having fun and you know that's you know i think i answered all my questions really good there's only one that i was like i can't remember but honestly the entire interview was good i'll honestly be surprised if i don't hear back I really will, but we'll see. And then I asked at the end by when I would be hearing back and they said the board meeting was next week. The board meeting was yesterday. And so I'm like, why lie? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were, how can I put this? Have too much that they forgot? I don't know. I will always give people the benefit of the benefit of the doubt, but I'm kind of like, like I probably won't hear back until maybe next month. That's what I like foresee, but not just that, even in the time, if it does take a while to hear back, um, That'll also give me time to like maybe get phone calls from other school districts. And y'all, I don't even know if I want to go back to teaching like in person or if I want to even go back to teaching at all just because that's that's the plan and has been the plan for the last few years because I still want to get my principal certification. But at the same time, like when you're in leadership, like you can't do certain things anymore. Like my podcast, like I I don't want to stop podcasting, you know, if I have to, I have to, right? Obviously. Another thing I'll point out is entering the school year late and entering late in the school year. Sorry. You don't get paid what you would in a 12 month span. It gets cut to an eight month span total and you'll get less. I would take a pay cut. Not just that, 
But now I have to think about gas because now I got to make a commute. Now I have to think about mm, makeup and hair products because now I have to get ready every day. You know, so now I have to think about all that. And those are extra expenses. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. But. Lo que será, será. Right. It went good. Waiting for another position. Today, I should be getting an email today. I'm hoping that like they tell me yes or no. Like. Um. We decided to go another route or whatever, but I really want that position. That's a um a virtual assistant position. I really want it, and I'll get to stay home. Really want that. But while we're already on this topic of like the unknown, and just being in a season of waiting, I read a devotional before like my last day of work and I thought it was worth sharing. So for those of you who are in the same shoes as I am and you're waiting on an answer, you're waiting on something. The season of waiting is hard and it's supposed to be hard. You're not supposed to know like what's next. You're not supposed to have answers and it's, it's hard because the devil's in your ear. You're, the devil takes control of your mind and tries to convince you of, you know, God isn't making anything happen right now for a reason. Like, you need to go make things happen. You see, like, he's not there when you need him. Like, it's so easy to fall into that trap. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, My favorite song... One of my favorite worship songs, sorry, is Oceans, Where Feet May Fail, right? And that song just makes me lose it, right? But it literally, <laughs> with where I am in life right now, it literally feels like that. I don't even know how to swim. So <laughs> it's like that, it me, you know, it me. And I have to fully trust you know, I've already lost track of how many applications I've submitted. And I'm like, so like tempted to be proactive or reactive and like do something about it and just work any job because any job would mean just income period. But I don't know. I'm, I'm guilty of last year of where I would always tell my daughter's dad, like, you don't make excuses for not being able to provide. Because he would always make excuses. Like, you got to make it happen. And that's something that, like, I've always done ever since she was, I found out about her, you know? And that's what makes moms and dads different. Because moms will make it happen. Dads will make excuses. I mean, from what I've learned. I know there's good men out there. I'm not like, I'm not trying to downplay those wonderful guys. Cause I know there's good guys out there, but this is for the me's of the world. Like what I've been through. And I feel like a little torn. Like if I sit and wait, I'm being faithful and I'm trusting for God to, to open doors for me. Or, if I do do something about it, well, I'm being a good mom because I'm not making excuses for not providing for her, you know? So it's, uh, damned if I'm due, damned if I'm, if I don't, I, I guess, you know? And so the devotion that I read, it's Psalm 95, chapter 95, verses 6 through 11, and it's also found in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 through 11. So I'm just going to read that real quick. 
It says, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day in Massa in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had not seen what I did. For 40 years, I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. So let's break it down. Based on that devotional, I'm going to link the source of where I got it from in my description. I didn't ha- I don't have it on me, but I'll link it in my dis- episode description. So the br- we're breaking it down. So the Israelites had just come out of Egypt. They had just watched God part the Red Sea as they walked on dry land right through it. They had just witnessed a miracle, a prayer that was answered in a mighty way. They had experienced God God's promised provision in a way that they couldn't couldn't have even imagined. As they looked back, they watched God destroy their enemies. But as they looked ahead, they started to complain about the wilderness that was in front of them. They didn't know how long that part of the journey was going to last, but God had promised that they would go to the land flowing with milk and honey. So, you know, that's pretty, pretty much, you know, and they and they still complained. How often do you complain about your current situation instead of recalling? Not going to (laughs) cry. How often do you complain about your current situation instead of recalling how God has answered you in the past? We forget how God has come through so often in our past because we become so focused on what we don't have in the present. We start to act out of our emotions like fear, panic, a.k.a. everything I feel. <laughs> Ugh, I'm guilty. Instead of facts or rationality, we start to view other situations through the lens of our waiting. Impatience, loss of hope, negativity, a.k.a. everything the devil's trying to convince you of. Ooh, we try and fill the lack of movement with movement in the uh, in other areas like emotional eating or emotional shopping because we get antsy and then our hearts get hard because we're so impatient. In Psalm 95, God says, do not harden your hearts, do not harden your hearts like they, the Israelites, did. Or we will be like them and not enter rest. God's not talking about a nap. He's talking about rest, emotional and spiritual rest, not angst, busyness, hustling, worried, worrying, fretting. That rest doesn't come when we're complaining about our circumstances. It doesn't come when we try and control the situation. It only comes when we stop, sit still and trust that God is making a way through to the other side. So with that, I'm kind of like, okay, God, what are you calling me to do? What are you calling me to do? And so I will continue to sit and wait and rest and just feel, you know, what God is calling me to do. I don't know, you know? So I wanted to share that just because it's so important it's so important to share because i have i don't think i've ever been in a season of waiting like this not like this this is oh sorry guys oh that was horrible i've never been in a season of waiting like this it's been really difficult It's been a season of waiting where I could lose my home, you know? I may have to move back in with my mom and my dad. I may lose my car. Like, that's the last thing, you know? I don't want to lose all of this, what I've worked so hard for. But even if I do, it's okay because God will pick me back up, right? We've read in the Bible that many people have lost everything, and they've still kept their faith and 
never lose hope and never lose their faith either. So if it, if that needs to happen, that's pretty scary, right? When we think about it realistically. So just wanted to share for those of you who are in a season of waiting like me. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I'm going to go ahead and lighten up the mood a little bit and talk about all things Bravo. So we love Bravo here at the Hot Mess Mom. I am obsessed. Oh, my sister got me into these shows. <laughs> she got me into these shows during student teaching because during student teaching, I didn't have a vehicle and God made things happen, right? He's got a funny way of making things happen for me and people, right? For everyone, he's got a funny way of making things happen for everyone. I didn't have a vehicle. And so uh, it just so happened that the the placement that I got was at a school that was literally right next to my sister's school that she taught at. She was still teaching at that time, fourth grade. And I lived with her basically Monday through Friday. Sometimes I would like leave for the weekend if Julia's dad wasn't like coming home or whatever. And in the evenings, that's what we would do. We would eat dinner and then watch Bravo. And so I ended up starting to watch every single Real Housewives show <laughs> because I think maybe two were airing at the time, probably OC and Atlanta. I feel like those are the shows. And I got sucked right in. <laughs> I got sucked right in. You follow me on Instagram, you know, I post all the time. So, uh, Potomac, you guys, you can always count on Potomac. Always, always count on Potomac. It's one, I honestly, I, I would put it at the top. I would put it at the way top. Don't like top three. Don't know which one it would be, but it's definitely top three. Not a single season has disappointed me ever. So uh, we're on episode two now. <sighs> Let's talk about Robin and Juan. So uh, just to give you some background, if you've never watched, Robin and Juan have been together for a really long time. They have two sons and they were not together, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they were together when the show first started and they were still like tiptoeing on getting back together. And I don't know. It was a little weird when the show first started season one. What happened was they were together a long time ago. Juan was in the NBA. Robin was a new mom and he cheated and made bad, made poor choices. I think they were married and so they got divorced. They stayed friends and co-parenting together and all that. They stayed like best friends and everything. And they lived together, but they were not together, I think, when the show first started. Cut to now. He was recently let go from his job. He worked at the collegiate level coaching basketball if not not mistaken he was head coach that's a story for another time so he's not there anymore but at the end of last season he this is so bad paid for a hotel room for a girl canada girl is what we'll call her i don't know if i might pick that up my stomach was crumbling canada girl and he paid for a hotel room and his name's on the receipt, you know? So uh, now he says, ugh, it's the worst. I'm too nice. He literally is looking up and he's like, I'm too nice. That's what it is. I, that's my problem. Like, what? Like, it was just so, it gave me huge ick. 
oh like it's just huge i don't even believe i don't i honestly don't believe him and i feel like i don't anyway now recently and they still talk about the hotel situation in episodes one and two i believe recently not recently but recently like it's airing now and it happened a few months ago he was spotted at the nail salon with his coach co-worker like it's cool hanging out with your coworker, a female sorry i should have said that a female ex-co-worker and it's cool to hang out with your ex-co-worker if it's like dinner i feel like that's more appropriate if it is right or at the basketball court because that's what that's something you guys have in common that's more seems more appropriate but at the nail salon out of all places like shouldn't he be going to the nail salon with you and she gets her nails done all the time if i'm not mistaken i'm gonna watch the show just to pay attention to that but I don't think it's right to, I mean, he's already under the fire for a lot of things and like just the optics of it all. And he's still going out and about with like other females. I don't know. It's just weird to me. I'm still team. I don't believe you won. <laughs> but I will say that every scene that they film together, like he just looks like he's just, he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> She's been around since season one. She's an OG of Potomac. But every single scene that they have together they have they talk about it she's always bringing it up and it's just awkward i just y'all need to watch if you don't watch um giselle and jason i am here for that relationship i love them together so he's like i think 16 years younger than her and I really, really like them. So Jason's from Summer House. I don't think he's on Summer House anymore. I think he was only on it for one season. But I really like them together. They finally came out together on Potomac episode one. I think they came out together in episode one. If not episode two. But I, I don't know. I'm for that relationship. I hope it's OTP. That'd be cool. Um... Yeah, so here for that. We love him. Love that. (laughs) NECA. Let's talk about NECA. She's a new housewife on Potomac. Starting to wonder why they brought a new housewife. Did they need to bring a new bring in a new housewife? And honestly, I'm 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 loving her. I think she's a great addition. Um so NECA's a lawyer. She's she gives like the vibe that like she played basketball in college was on a scholarship she was always athletic she kind of gives that kind of like posture and demeanor i'm really liking her um her husband's a doctor a medical doctor i like them together they don't have kids they have a they just moved to potomac just got married and they are working on their house she did say something that was a little like, what? <laughs> she said she starts her day with bubbles and she ends her day with bubbles. She takes all these like vitamins and supplements and prenatals and all that to help with getting pregnant. But she takes them with champagne. So that was a little like, what? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. So uh, then there's Wendy. She's launching a new show. I love the idea of her having a space for her show because she can do different things. However, Wendy embarks on these ventures that are, <laughs> I don't know, questionable in the way where, like, was her candle line even successful? You know, I don't know. But I mean, I'm excited. I like Wendy. And her reaction to Deborah arriving to Ashley's little housewarming party was hilarious. I will say, Ashley's being messy. She's being messy. Um, she's, she set aside Wendy 
at her housewarming party after everyone was, was already there and she's like well you know I was sitting down with NECA and um I was letting her know that you're a doctor and she's like a medical doctor and she's like well a doctor of psychology and she's like oh a, a PhD like minimizing that Wendy has a doctorate and she's a doctor because she's not a doctor like I don't know it was just it was bad <laughs> actually so bad and then talking about like the way that she talked the way that she spun it was messy like it wasn't even anything and she kind of made it seem like it was something she's trying to make she's trying to make fetch happen that's what happened so Wendy is Ebo so is NECA and apparently I guess there was some sort of a rumor that Wendy was Osu and so what Osu means is their family sacrificed a family member or a child I think and so once you do something like that your family is like tainted or like nobody wants to be around your family and stuff and so um there's another word for it but I can't think of it so Wendy ends up telling Ashley if I was Osu you went to my daughter's like I guess christening baptism or whatever she's like if if I was Osu nobody would have come and I don't know anything about this but it's very interesting learning about these you know traditions and cultures and all that love it I love that I get to learn all these things with my Bravo shows but yeah so that's going on in Potomac it just right off the bat these things are happening Ashley's being messy I love her house by the way super beautiful dream home it's like a barbie house like a barbie beach house that's what I think of when um any scenes are filmed in her house but definitely a bet a good change because her apartment before was like dark and like I would have been depressed there (laughs) her house is beautiful but anyway, so we're going to move on to Southern Charm. Southern Charm. Woo. It's a lot. It's a lot. So when Taylor was arriving. So just to give a little bit of background for those of you who like listen on Patreon, y'all know more because I've talked about it more. But Taylor used to be with Shep. And Shep cheated on her. And after they broke up, Taylor ended up messing, not messing around, kissing Austin, which is Shep's friend. But not only is Austin Shep's friend, Austin is also like ex-ish to Olivia, her best friend. So Taylor and Olivia are best friends. Shep and Austin are best friends. Shep and Taylor were together. Taylor messed around with Austin. Austin used to date Olivia. I hope y'all got that. So they, I don't know how long they thought that they were going to keep that under the radar, like that it wasn't going to come out, but it ended up coming out. And so Olivia already knows the friendship between her and Taylor has been ruined, but not just that. Olivia's brother passed away and it's very sad she's going through a lot Olivia so Olivia ends up no Taylor ends up going on a trip to her parents like mountain house and Shep and the guys all take a trip to Shep Austin Craig Rod JT like they all go to Shep's family home and it's close by Taylor's family's home and um taylor invites olivia up to the house and it's when olivia got there it was really sad taylor's mom had come out and just like talked to her about god being there for her like that he's close to the brokenhearted he saves those who are christian spirit he'll fight for her and just to just put her heart and her mind in in god's hands you know it was really sad. That moment made me tear up. But as she's arriving to Taylor's, she gets down all her luggage and she's cargada. Like she has a lot of stuff, you know? And 
not cagada, cargada. <laughs> and um, they end up, she just says, Olivia ends up saying, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. She's supposed to stay there. But if the outcome of the conversation isn't great, like, well, she's not going to stay after all. So they do sit down and have a conversation, but it ends up not, you know, going well because at the end of the day, Olivia still feels how she feels in that she doesn't trust. She doesn't trust, I guess, like Taylor anymore. And, and yeah, so it doesn't go so well. And she ends up taking all her luggage back to her car. And I thought it was a little weird because like, did Olivia really think the conversation was going to go good and that she would stay there after all? I wonder if the bringing down of her luggage was just like off her show, you know, like she had a whole ass suitcase. She ended up going with uh, to Shep's and Shep had actually already invited Taylor to dinner that night at his place. So now Olivia's like, they had that conversation and didn't end well. She didn't end up staying with Taylor. Now Olivia's going to go end up at Shep's. Taylor's invited for dinner at Shep's. And so that's awkward, right? So the ping pong game. They sit, they sit down to have dinner. Everything's whatever, right? And Taylor's outside with Craig, Austin, Rod. Shep and JT go to play ping pong. And Shep loses. Now, if we think about the past, if you watched last season, Shep loses his shit. And I think this is when him and Taylor are still together. It's either last season or the season before. I feel like it's last season. And he literally, y'all. They're playing this like egg toss game, right? Uh, the whole squad, like everybody's there. And when it gets tossed, it falls on the floor and then Taylor just steps on it. Like she's just being dumb, right? Shep looks at her and tells her, what the f are you doing, you f idiot? Like the way that he talks to her is not cool. And he's already at an age where he should know better, like, I'm not even going to get into it that much, but that's literally verbal abuse. It doesn't matter what's going on. You don't lose your shit. You know what I mean? You don't lose it. So he ends up losing the game of ping pong. We know he's a sore loser. And she says something like, we're the champions to JT. Like, you know, congratulating him, whatever. Maybe she shouldn't have done it, but like, at the same time, she shouldn't have to control herself. They're not even together anymore, whatever, whatever. It makes him even more mad. And he sits down and he's like, do you like poking the bear? Like, do you like it? And she goes, I don't know. Did you like cheating on me? First off, I wish she wouldn't say stuff like that because it's like, ugh, like, stop making these kinds of comebacks. Like, you need to start moving on, start getting over it. Like, I know it's easier said than done, but like coming with those comebacks at him are not great, you know? And he ends up saying, I mean, yeah, sometimes it was fun. And I'm like, like, it was, it was ugh, heartbreaking. She goes, yeah, you did, you, whatever, whatever. She gives him an insult. She throws her wine on him. And then she starts to break the fourth wall. She goes inside, takes off her mic, says she wants to leave, throws the mic, and she's just losing it. And, like, Olivia's inside. She's like, what happened? Like, you know? <sighs> so there's that. That happened. That was really bad. And then another scene that was taking place within that time was a scene with Olivia and Rod. So Olivia and Rod are dating. They're not exclusive, but Rod, like, he wants it to be. So basically he says, he tells her that he wants to be exclusive. And I, I'm kind of like, well, what is he thinking? Like, 
because Olivia's been through a lot. Like, not only has she been through what she did with Austin, like, the ending demise of that, like, not working out. She put her all into it. Like, she, like I thought that they were going to end up together. Austin's just... He's never going to... He's never going to be with anybody, I guess. But I mean, I I couldn't imagine him being with someone. That's just me. But she was still recovering from everything with Austin. She was still she's still currently, you know, going through and recovering from her. um, Friendship ending like her best friend, a.k.a. Taylor. And then her brother just passed away. Like is like, is he crazy? (laughs) Read the room, Rod. (laughs) read the room like you don't ask someone to be exclusive when they're going through so much stuff in their life like you're not her savior like you're not going to heal her like she needs to heal on her own and like you know but even then like even me like if I was going through so much stuff like I know that I'm not ready for a relationship and all that and so I'm just like ooh, like that Jennifer Lawrence Lawrence Jeff where she's like that's basically it's basically that so uh, also watching salt lake city it's okay for now i I like it but it's just it's just okay like i don't really want to recap it (laughs) and then beverly hills that one's okay too i don't really want to recap it either (laughs) um there are a few things that are happening right now like for example Lisa in for Salt Lake City. Lisa and Monica are feuding. Because I feel like it's just like a miscommunication. Like they can't just like meet each other, if that makes sense. Lisa doesn't like the way that Monica talks to her. Did I say Meredith or Monica? I meant Monica. Lisa doesn't like the way that Monica talks to her mom, but Monica has been through a lot with her mom too, where that's why she is it's all the way it is. Monica's mom left Monica in the trunk of a car when she was little to go make out with a guy like there's a lot of things that like it's just toxic that relationship is very toxic and there's just a lot like oh it's a it's a y'all need to watch (laughs) and then Beverly Hills there's this whole Sutton wearing pants thing Sutton loses a guy in one date all the time and then I particularly wanted to highlight the scene with Garcelle and the ladies where she's literally saying like this is how I feel I don't feel like it's a safe space for me to share anything about my family because of everything that's happened already basically what happened was Erica was drunk not in a good place in her life whatever whatever and she talks to Garcelle's son horribly then Kyle Dury Mauricio and PK all have a little dinner and they're just laughing about it like that's messed up and so Garcelle's literally saying like this is how I feel I don't feel like this is a safe space like this is how I feel right now and uh, Dorit does the Dorit thing and just like like spins it to make it about her and she's the victim and like I'm I hate that she does that like she all she's really good at it and I just I'm not here for it Garcelle needs to be heard and acknowledged with an apology like I hear you and I'll try to be better and I'm sorry like you know that's all it takes Dorit so there's that with Beverly Hills I'm also watching Winter House Winter House is just it's just it's sloppy you know don't really want to recap that (laughs) it's really bad um books I'm reading so right now I'm reading the A Court of Thorns Thorns and Roses series I'm on the last book and there's still more to come, if I'm not mistaken. A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. It's still like, how can I say this? Building up, I guess. Like, it's, I'm still at the beginning. Like, I don't know, 5% in? I don't know. I want to finish that book before I move on to Iron Flame. I listened to a recap podcast over Fourth Wing. So Iron Flame is a book two of the Empyrean series I think that's what it's called fourth wing is book one highly recommend if you're reading a court of thorns and roses book one of that series the first one I talked about or fourth wing just push through it's a lot of world building but I promise it's worth it I promise 
These are the best books I've ever read in a long time. Please, like, if you need a good book, those are good books. So I uh, want to finish reading the Akatar series first before I get into Iron Flame. And then I also want to read Brittany's book. And then uh, other to-be-read books I have are Things We Left Behind, which is book three of the Knock Em Out series by Lucy Score. And so I'm ex- I'm excited, right? Like now I have nothing but time to read and on <laughs> my free time instead of watching TV, trash TV, but we love it. I love it. So uh, that's our show. That's our show for today. I'm so happy to be back. I am excited and hopefully y'all continue to ride this roller coaster of life with me. We'll see where it takes us. And thanks for everything. So make sure to follow me on Instagram if you don't already. Life with Yudiana C. Life with Y-U-R-I-A-N-N-A-C. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, feel free. Patreon.com forward slash the hot mess mom. I don't think it's after dark. I think it's just the hot mess mom. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Make sure to let me know how amazing I am and that I'm not alone and I appreciate it just support that's all y'all gotta do support me so that's it have a wonderful rest of your week bye